when we had to read a bunch of Dickens, a pile of Dickens, <laughs> just a bag of Dickens. I we <laughs> there it was. I was waiting. <laughs> I know. I was like, where are we going? There. Uh, so we had to read a lot. This is the dad yeah, from yeah. Alf. Where are all these Dickens? <laughs> <laughs> is there crack in that are bag you, too? <laughs> you had a handful of Dickens, is I what had you're a saying? Handful of Dickens. <laughs> Christmas, a time for celebration, a time of goodwill to all men. All that is, except one. Those of us with means should make some slight provision for the poor and destitute. Ebenezer Scrooge, a man whose contempt for others is matched only by his greed and lust for wealth. Christmas comes for once a year, sir. Poor excuse picking a man's pocket every 25th of December. But Scrooge is about to be taught a lesson he'll never forget. You will be haunted by three spirits. I think I'd rather not. Charles Dickens' immortal tale is brought to life as you've never seen it before. I am the ghost of Christmas past. You will see yourself. Ebenezer Scrooge! <laughs> you are more worthless and less fit to live than millions like this poor man's child. I fear you more than any specter I've seen. I will not be the man I must have been but for this visitation. Why show me this if I am past all hope? Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, with an all-star cast including Frank Finlay, David Warner, Susanna York, Edward Woodward, Nigel Davenport, Joanne Wally, and George C. Scott as Ebenezer Scrooge. A Christmas Carol. Merry Christmas to everybody, and a happy new year to the world! Oh, hello and welcome to the Grady's, the great 80s movie debate where we see if the movies from the 1980s still hold up today. Whether you're a child of the 80s, a fan of classic films, or just a movie geek, you've come to the right place. Today, in our continuing holiday season movie discussion, we will be discussing 1984's TV movie, A Christmas Carol, directed by Clive Donner. And starring George C. Scott, Angela Pleasance, Edward Woodward, The Equalizer, and David Warner, the creepy guy from Tron. My name is Christy, and I am joined by my fellow 80s ghosts of Christmas past, James. Either one. <laughs> the honey. Should we go alphabetically? The honey the never, got, go ahead. Yeah. The, yeah. We'll go alphabetically. Keen and honey, damn it. <laughs> we'll go alphabetically, so you first. Wait, you first? You. Me first. Yes, alphabetically. Okay, yes. H-I-J-K. Yeah, you had to sing this song. All right, cue me again. (laughs) My name is Christy, and I am joined by my fellow 80s ghosts of Christmas past, James. I wear the chains I forged in life. And James. Come in, know me better, man. (laughs) 
<laughs> Touch my robe. Take off my robe. Whatever. <laughs> There's something special under this robe. Strip me uh, like one of your French girls. 1800 brothers. <laughs> uh, we'll get into that part. Uh, now, on the Grady's, we like to take a moment to find out each panelist's history with the film that we're analyzing so everyone knows where everyone is coming from. So, honey, what is your history with uh, this version of A Christmas Carol? My version, uh, my history with this version of uh, Christmas Carol is very short. I uh, only uh, I caught part of it when it was first broadcast in the United States in 1984. Uh, forgot that it was on. Uh, felt like I had already been there, done that, seeing Christmas Carol stuff, and uh, I tuned in a little late to and and watched it. And was, oh, this is great! Uh, you know. Patton is kind of soft now. Okay, that's great. Because uh, that's really all I knew George C. E. Scott from. And uh, years later, I got to watch another part of it. I never saw it in its entirety until this watching in one sitting. Ah. <laughs> and uh, I have to say, the pieces finally went together properly. <laughs> well, good. Uh, James, what's your history? Uh, I remember seeing it when it originally aired. Uh, in 84 because it was sort of like um again i think it, i want to say it was a school i want to say cbs and along with charles dickens because i think he even did it for oliver twist was they kind of had supplemental material to mm-hmm. give to like um schools in their literature class or english class so i remember it was, this was kind of like an assignment thing of it's very vague but i have a feeling there was some materials to watch it and then there's gonna be a book report or come in and talk about it mm-hmm. so i do remember seeing it and also these movies back in the 80s were must-see tvs all these like big movies and big productions because george C. scott was like a mm-hmm. you know yeah. he's a film actor and now it's like we're gonna see george C. scott on tv because you know being on tv was sort of like coming down to the people the common folks that didn't go to the theater <laughs> but so all, all these tv movies back in the 80s were like big event kind of things and so yeah so i definitely tuned in the night it probably aired whatever night it was and then uh yeah. i have not seen it since quite frankly <laughs> only christmas carol i really remember is mickey's and muppets <laughs> that's really it but i'll tell you about a little project i did let me yes. get into it later but so I remember, I think I remember kind of like what you did, that it was a school project, like right before Christmas break or like, uh, yeah, right around that time we had to watch it. And like the next day it was going to be yeah, and the next time, yeah. about Charles Dickens. Yeah. yeah. And so I remember yeah. it was part of like an English class or yeah. something. Uh, so I think I remember that cause I would have been 11. So yeah, I would, it would have been in, in like fifth grade or something. And uh, and then I, again, I, I I didn't watch it again till we watched it for this. So it's been a hot minute, but there were a lot of things. I always remember Edward Woodward mm. of all the things, <laughs> and I always remember the because that's just fun to say. I just I, I liked Edward Woodward a lot. This is actually a TV movie that aired on CBS on December seventeenth, nineteen eighty four. So it was a big deal because actually it was a British production first. So it aired in in Britain first. And then came here. Um, I thought it actually got a theatrical release in in England. I think it did. I think it did. But it it then translated to TV and then came over here. Uh, So it's something somewhat of an import. Uh, So we open with the funeral procession for Marley. Very bleak. You know, the the usual typical Dickensian London. Uh, But then it gets a little more festive and we see carolers and things start to brighten up a little. Uh, It is Christmas. 
I, again, I'm. I don't. I've never read the book. I just was also trying to figure. out, Has anybody here read, read actually read the actual mm-hmm. book? I've never read the actual book. So I had to read this I, in Great Expectations. So if I, so I might be like, this is from the book, or this isn't from the book, and you guys are no, no, no. So I might be. So if I, as we speak about Christmas Carol, if I happen to say something wrong, I apologize in advance. I've never read the book. I'm just assuming by no. all the di- interpretations I've seen. But I think I was just wondering if Dead as a Doornail was that the first time it's ever been quoted anywhere because that seems to be like is that the origin of the term dead dead as a door now the uh, i don't think it's the uh, origin of the term okay, okay. the term yeah. was kind of colloquial for the for okay. the age that yeah. uh it was written uh as is uh it kind of ties together with uh a lot of the sing-songy stuff i read it once but i read it very quickly because uh, as i've noted i forgot that the movie was on because it was sort of an assignment i seem to vaguely recall as well and i forgot about it entirely and skimmed the book as well so I, i'll get back to it i'll get back to it uh and here here we are 40 years later and i, I still haven't finished it but um it is <laughs> that part i do know okay cool uh no just i yeah. was I, I i before as we continue on i'm sorry i didn't interrupt but i've actually made it a project to watch christmas carol all the different versions of christmas carol this past christmas i've seen 42 oh, wow. ver- i've seen 42 versions or episodes or cartoons or anything so i've so far i've seen 42 of these and it's just i I marvel because there's only a handful that start off with that line about dead as a doornail it's kind of interesting and then the the patrick stewart when they actually play with it and he says dead as a doornail and they say why do they play dead as a doornail why not like a door knocker it's Mm -hmm. going to but that was added to that version but it could be in the book i don't think so but it was interesting because he's like a door knocker is more is more dead than a doornail anyways all right. So I just thought it was interesting that that happens. This starts very traditional. I'm just kind of for the four literary yes. people that uh, listen. I'm so talking to you, Julie Carr. Uh, tell us what well, it is. Well, the door nail is what's holding the door knob on. <laughs> the knocker. Yes. Uh, speaking of knockers, uh, the really George C. Scott. <laughs> I don't know what that title. Uh, we see him <laughs> as a bitter miserly businessman. Um, and we meet, of course, I, I don't want to delve too much in the plot because the plot is pretty much the plot, the plot, the plot. We all know what the Christmas Carol story is. Um, but I think that what's unique about this are just the little nuances that they put into this version. So Bob Cratchit is played by the bad guy from Tron, David Warner. <laughs> he plays the bad guy in everything. Just <laughs> he plays the bad guy. He was a bad guy in a couple of things. Yeah, Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. Jack yeah. the Ripper. <laughs> he was. He was a, a, a. Well, not really a bad guy. He was a, a drunk, nebbish uh, ambassador in Star Trek Five. But then he was a good ambassador in Star Trek Six. Yeah, so. Star Trek Six. <laughs> Gork or whatever. Right? I actually like it yeah. when he plays a good guy. Because I feel like which it is what, gives him range. Which is why he challenges himself as an actor to play against type. Yeah. Uh, so Bob tries to add coal to the fire. That same thing where it, you know, we find out how miserly he is. Coal burns. Cold is momentary and coal is costly. Just bah. Yeah. Wear garments. I like that. Wear like, what are we What are these garments? And I was like, oh, that's cool. Though. So uh, he tells Cratchit pretty much everything is go back to work or you get fired. Now, I was wondering if that garment line, if it's just a setup, because this is what the only version of... Or, yeah, I think I want to say it's the only version I've seen as far as the the bed whenever he's visited by the ghost. Most of them are now in the traditional uh, sleep cap and sleep 
Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this one, he's like fully dressed. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So I want to say that garment line almost feels like a sort of, I like my garments. These keep me warm. I'm going to be wearing them the entire movie. Thank you very much. I will not be, I will not be taking off my clothes and getting to some. I will not be wearing a dress. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'm George C. Scott. I'm, I'm love, fucking Patton. I will Scott. not. You will not see my calves. No. <laughs> um, and we meet the late, great Roger Rees, who yeah. is her, his nephew. I forgot he was in this. Um, and just a cheerful, like bright. I forgot he was dead. I didn't know he, was, he passed away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a couple of re- a couple of years. But it ago. was like uh, it was like oh man, the guy from Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said the guy from Robin Hood, Bed and Tights. So, oh, uh, there you go, Bed and Tights. For me, it was Cheers. <laughs> With a spoon, it'll hurt longer. Okay, uh, so he he is pretty much he loves Christmas. So he is, of course. The antithesis. And he of, loves his uncle. And he loves his uncle somehow. I don't know how. Um, but I <laughs> he explains love, it later. I love the the line that George C. Scott gives about every fool with Merry Christmas on his lips would be boiled in his own pudding and buried with a stake of holly through his heart. And he's laughing the whole time. Again, I find I've seen forty two versions of this. Yes. Some of them have that line. Some of them don't because some of them are loose, real loosey goosey yeah. versions. You know. But the ones that always have this line, the ones that are more traditional, that uh-huh. have a lot of them, they're, they're directly from the from book. From the book, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is the only time. That was such an interesting line reading of that because everybody else plays it be, 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 be angry. He finds such amusement of fools being killed and, you know, killed and buried. It's It was an awesome twist to that line. There's, there's an awesome twist to a lot of this stuff that he really does. His, I don't find him to be yeah. miserly. I know we, we describe him as miserly, but I don't find him to be miserly because- or maybe not. Maybe it's not. Maybe maybe it's not so much it's bitter. Not, yeah. It's angry. It's yeah. angry of the stupidity of the world. Like he thinks yes. everyone's foolish. Like a bunch of what a bunch of foolish people. Yeah, he's less. And and it, and I find that he find he's very direct. He doesn't yeah. get angry. He doesn't like all his line readings are very chill. Yeah, but they're cutting. Yeah, and they're they're mean. And they're and they're just very like I don't have. T- they're very also very direct. They're I don't have time for you. I didn't mm-hmm. say that. I didn't. You know, it's just very. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I love that it wasn't most, played to be. I'm this mean. I remember. I'm so angry. Wonderful, wonderful such spin. An, I love. I agree, man. He, he's such an honest downplayed. His his performance, his choice of and and chewing into this character is really what makes the whole movie. Yeah, is it's it's unique unto himself and what he's capable of and what the, it, it brings a depth to or a, a different layer to the character that people blow over because they're just uh i'm gonna play this real angry yeah i dug it i, I really dug how yeah. like i want to say subdued but it's not because it's still powerful it's still captivating still intriguing but he just has a whole new spin and i just find that, i think it's fine that he finds a lot more humor in yeah. the idiots that he hates and the holiday and all this shenanigans that go with it like he just finds humor. What a bunch of ridiculous idiots. <laughs> like, please don't bother me with that. I'm, I don't want to be bothered with that. Thank well, you. and that's actually something that um, I have in my notes that he actually did. That, that was one of his drives. He, in this version, he has a dark sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And uh, considering he uses the word humbug in the incorrect way, um, <laughs> which is, it's not, humbug does not mean what, we you think it does after this i read the description and it's interesting um yeah but he is even sarcastic he's sarcastic to his peers even even the ghost of christmas past he's sarcastic to him yeah um but he's trying to be he's clever and he uses his wit to get what he wants 
like mm-hmm. at the at the exchange uh, a little bit later. Oh, um, for sure. And and the he, whole I, thing I, with his simile, the simile game. Mm-hmm. A little oh, bit yeah. later, uh, so he actually uh, George C. Scott claimed that he wanted to u- play Scrooge as a man primarily lonely and exhausted, rather than miserly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, like, I and, totally see that. And that tr- I, it totally plays. It, it he he paints a picture of a uh, a very insular existence man that is very self satisfied with his own conclusions that he's come about in life. And of course, that's why most of those uh, things are, are uh, that he—they're uh, jokes to himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. almost. It's like yeah, I get it, and nobody else in this room gets it. I'm the smartest fucking guy in this room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I really dug that. Considering all the performances of Scrooge I've seen, yes, it was, you, it was, pretty, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was, pretty, I was like, all right, well, this kind of grabbed my attention. <laughs> I, I hesitate to say it, but uh, you are officially an aficionado on this on the show. You are our expert. Just the films again. I remember the, the book, film. the films, and the cartoons and stuff. I'm like, okay. Uh, so, now, are you going to top the whole project off with reading the book, or Ooh. I probably should read the book, but. <laughs> I'll get the audio book. Get the audio book. <laughs> As read by Will Wheaton. It's sort of like Harry Potter books. I'm like, well, they got the movies. Why do I need to waste my time reading all these books? It's all right. I'll, oh, stick, I'll just Lord. watch the movies. I listen to the audio books. So <laughs> You're such a millennial. <laughs> James, get off your phone. I'm, I'm a millennial about twice. I'm a two time millennial. Let's <laughs> be my age. Twice removed. Yeah, I'm two millennials in one person. Um, another, another good line he has is uh, when he leaves for the exchange and he tells Cratchit he can have Christmas Day off. He pretty much is like, "It's not fair. It's like picking a man's pocket every twenty fifth of December." Uh, so I, 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 feel, I feel like that's one of the lines that make it into just about everyone. Yeah, probably that's, that's forty two films. Yep, that one's in everyone. Yeah. Uh, as he leaves, he encounters Tiny Tim. <laughs> It's like he's like, and, like oh my like, god, what are you doing here, they, kid? <laughs> it's like, where, I'm hey, for my hey, yeah, don't work this corner, kid. You got to work the, the other <laughs> side of the street. <laughs> Go on over there. And this kid, where'd they dig this fucking kid up? I don't oh know. Oh my he, god, I think he's from Village of the Dam. I don't think they put any makeup on him. This kid is like, yeah. the, what the the Walking Goddamn Dead. Yeah, the sallow <laughs> face and the the bags under the eyes. Oh my god. Um <laughs> So he's very naive and very sick, and he has a crutch, and and pretty much he stands out there the whole rest waiting of the day for waiting for his dad. Yeah, couldn't Bob be like, "Hey, kid, don't wait, son, don't wait for him. Come, in. <laughs> You're sick. Come on in. You're sick. You're gonna don't stand out in the middle. Look old. Probably that's what. Oh, we, what where was he coming from too? The yeah, house. I wanted to know why. What, what was? Does it? Did he walk from school and and go? Ah, I've limped far enough. I'll stand here in the snow for two hours until Dad gets out of work, so he can carry me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's like totally unsupervised. He's a sick kid. You're kind of like, well, sick. Well, he's lame. only two years away from from being of working age. Don't forget what oh, that's true. That's true. Time this is. So that's true. <laughs> it's the, the place is lousy with uh, indigent children, <laughs> itinerant indigent children. <laughs> two I words. Very good. You get a double word Thank score. You. Uh, in the stock exchange, we get to meet the other businessmen, and they're and they're haggling over corn. Yep, corn. And he pretty much apparently they have a standing deal that's going, but because they've waited till the next day, he's up the price rather than cut it. He's he'd yeah. rather have a store full of storehouse full of corn instead of. I kind of I kind of think it, I kind of think that it's because yeah. Christmas time. He knows food. He can needs, gouge it. Yeah, like food needs is going to be. Everybody's going to want to eat, and so. 
I'm and, it's, really- and it's winter, so a lot of crops. Are, you know, I'm just yeah. saying, there's not a lot of farming going on. So if he's no. sitting on corn, that is that's pretty ready. Yeah, it's like, oh, I can make some money. But also, th- I don't think this is in the book. I think I don't think he was a like commodities guy. I no, think, I, I, I always I think there, again, I've never read the book, so somebody can to totally be, be like, I don't it's know. It's all about finance. But most of them, are, yeah, most of them is he's a, a, a loan. He's a, a, a kind of a loner. Like he, it's about taking people's money and then borrowing in, and then he gets their stuff and yeah but i have no idea so, how i don't he remember has that clients. either that scene is not yeah. usually included in any way christy do you remember that part in the book at all no i think this is a different this yeah. is a different take on it because he was mainly into finance yeah his was, so like it was a, mostly about money counting and and accounting and that kind of thing not and not and i think he would trading. take yeah he would take like he give them loans for their houses and he would yeah, take their property, yeah. like repossess them he was almost like a he was like a yeah, loan shark. Yeah, like a loan shark <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but that, yeah, but I want to just say these scenes that pop up in a lot of the versions I've seen, that you always have like some kind of interchange with the businessmen at this point in different areas. Mm-hmm. But I always say this just sets up when they go back to the Christmas past and the businessmen talk poorly about them. So I want, again, I don't know if this is in the book, somebody can correct me, but I want to say the versions I see, it's usually a setup to set up the three business guys that are going to pop up in the future and talk about, Oh, he was a horrible person. I'm yeah. so glad he's dead. <laughs> so that always, so that's why I, so I just think these scenes are just always kind of like, Oh, let's find a reason for him to have some kind of interaction with the business guys. And then we'll, we'll bring them back later. And so Tim and Bob Cratchit, Walk home and they see children playing and he's like, you'll play with them someday. No, you won't. <laughs> Which you can see the plastic moving on the slip and slide. Yes. Thing. <laughs> this is one thing. I see these versions all the time. They have these idiots sliding on the ice. And I'm just thinking people nowadays slide on the ice and like totally like destroy their arm. And they're <laughs> like, they're like just totally smash their arm. I can only imagine back then if you slip and fall, bust your head, bust your arm, bust your leg, ankle. There's no, you're, you're, you're going to be wearing a cane. You're going to go nuts. Yep. You're going to go to the workhouse. People are morons sliding on ice. The whole time I'm like, what are they going to slide on ice? For God's sakes, they're going to smash their elbow. They're never going to, there's no, there's you no can re- die. there's no replacing your elbow and your, your, your knees and stuff like we have now. There's no modern medicine. You can die from a hangnail back then. And this exactly. is the industrial revolution. You get a black so, lung at four. I'm all screws on this one. I'd be like, get the hell off the ice, you morons. <laughs> well, maybe that's why Tim likes to watch to see the accidents. <laughs> yes. That's probably why he is wearing a cane. That's what happened. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't born crippled. He was like, oh, let's see, yeah. uh, eighteen forty. Told you to stay year, off the ice. Yeah, year ago, eighteen forty six. Slipped, slipped on a damn sidewalk, and that's what happened. <laughs> uh, so he, he's Scrooge is walking home, and he gets a the ghostly carriage, and he keeps hearing his name and. Uh, the the thing that ha- I think is this. Is I do this, want to point out the ghostly though, carriage. All those. The, all those, all these, uh, it, it's a real village in England that they utilize the entire village for, yeah. which I thought was fascinating and, and brought an authenticity to the design and everything. But uh, it, I really genuinely got a feel when they were establishing all these scenes and the locations and shit like that, that everybody was just waiting for a main character to show up. Like there was no... <laughs> <laughs> that we're just going to mill around and now everybody get a little singy songy and now, <laughs> oh, now starts it was like this pause before the action really moved like we're waiting for somebody to see us I'm, okay, waiting, there they are. I'm waiting for the man in the chair <laughs> to say action <laughs> that's exactly it thanks tiny tim thank you no so- I, I think the, ca- the carriage thing i think is in the book okay and it's supposed to be the carriage goes through his house because it's supposed to show 
um, how like cavernous his empty house is that a mm-hmm. whole carriage could ride through. And it's sort of like a coming of Marley. Yeah. I want to say, I don't know if it's in the book exactly like that, but there was, because there, there one version with Albert Finney, the musical, they actually have the carriage go through his house. And it's kind of like the first one that's kind of exactly like the book. Uh-huh. Yeah. So now is the, is the, in the versions that you've seen, I, I've seen a couple of versions. Mm-hmm. The knocker and the That's face, every, yeah. every, every almost every, everyone, all yeah. of them, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so he gets scared because he sees Marley, but he doesn't really recognize him. But he locks himself in his bedroom. Why does he have three deadbolts on his door? And why is everything in his house so friggin' well locked? But he leaves his gate open all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he walks home with an open gate to his little front yard bullshit, and uh, doesn't close it. No, it's just Why that's not? Fine. Everything inside. Well, right? you might, you well, you know, the the maid might have to come in or something. I don't oh, think anybody really. The and maid but, can't reach all the cobwebs then. Clearly, because no! they're everywhere. Oh God, the cobwebs! <laughs> I forget about. But that. I mean, but being a miser, I mean, you would lock the door. The money is probably on him. I assume he has a uh, money true. purse or something on him. So yeah, I get that. But the gate thing is still bugging me. I'm just <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, so uh, he starts seeing bouncing heads of Marley. Oh, and you forgot. You did forget. You forgot my, uh, uh, Michael Gold, though. He's the two guys that are always requesting oh, money. Yes, yeah, yes. Alfred, yeah. There's a, the two guys yeah. asking for money for saying that it's like rich people's responsibility mm-hmm. at this time of year. To, and he's yeah. like, and they always, you're wasting my time. And that, and that famous, that line in every version is always like, do we have any prisons? Yes. Do we have any workhouses? Mm. Well, you know, it's like, oh, I thought they weren't around. Good. My taxes pay those. Thank you very much. Yeah, and then I like, and then they always do the line. Uh, I always like the line where he's like, "How much would you like to give?" And they he always like, uh, he's like, "I like to be left <laughs> left alone." Or, what is your? He's, wish? he's like none. He says they always says none. And they always go, "Oh, you wish to be anonymous? I wish to be left alone." <laughs> it's like in every version of that line. Uh, so we see the bouncing head of Marley in the and fireplace. The get on with dying thing is always oh, yeah. The, the oh yeah, the surplus. Uh, yeah, you're gonna, yeah. Need, you're gonna need that because that comes back. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the last supper tiles in his fireplace. I, yeah. Um, yeah, that was weird. I, the last supper. I tried to figure out what it was. I was like, is that a piece of paper that's been folded? Oh, no, that's, those are tiles in his fireplace with the, the last oh. supper. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. I don't know if that was like, it's like the, a little hint of Christianity they wanted to put in there for the season. I don't know. Well, that, I, mm. well the, if, if I remember some of my study properly, Dickens, this was, this was his roundabout way of reinforcing some of the, the, the better parts of, uh, the Christian tradition yes. for Christmas by, by way of uh, uh, paranormal threat yes. in the event that you are uh, sharing your milk of human kindness with everybody. But there is uh, one version that ha- actually, it may be in the book where he actually talks about Christianity, about the churches not giving money. And that's in the Robert Zemeckis, Jim Carrey version, uh-huh. where there's a whole thing about how churches don't give money and, and to, they don't look after the people like Christ. Uh-huh. And, but then none of the other versions, because obviously these were filmed, they were made in the 30s and 40s and moved on. Yeah. <clears throat> like none of those mentioned that line. The only one I heard was the 2019 one where the Ghost of Christmas Present actually mentions about how church houses don't um, do their duty. Or, there's some there's some kind of line in there. Huh. Well, but they but then also the Christianity would be like, uh, well, there's God blesses everyone. Yeah. That one's always there. And there's sort of like a heaven and hell and purgatory. Yeah. Which is yeah. sort of like, you know, ways of. Mm-hmm. 
But in yeah. the 1840s, that's uh, that was very true. This was part of the rise of organized religion, and they uh, they expected to get charity, not give it per se. Yeah, yeah. So the only line I saw is that kind of, I assume that's in the book because it sounds like it's sort of a point that Dickens was trying to make. But I think with all the movies, they didn't want to tread on on. Yeah, on, they don't on, need to on, be boycotted. On, yeah, they didn't want to like. Uh, but surprisingly, in 2018 or whatever, when the Jim Carrey one here's here's a Disney version, and there it is. Hey, you know what? These churches don't give out their money. And it was like, oh wow, okay. <laughs> and I'm assuming that was in the book. That might be. All right, everybody, do your homework. Uh, so he pretty much. <laughs> I feel like I need to. Marley pretty pretty much explains that the the chains are because of all the greed he had during his life. And he wants to try and atone for it by trying to get Scrooge off of the same path. Uh, tells him that he's going to meet three spirits throughout the night. So then we get to meet uh, the ghost of Christmas. At one o'clock, two o'clock, and then whenever. Three, three, whenever he yeah, decides yeah. to go. I love that version where he, he is like, he'll just pop up when he wants to. Uh, so we have the ghost of Christmas past with her labyrinth Gareth hair. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> she takes him back to Wonder the time. Where. Yeah, she looks like a Doctor Who alien oh, like God. in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> she looks like Tilda Swinton in uh God, not, she's not like that great. She does. She does for She's a like second. the White Witch or whatever. Yeah, witch. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh so she takes and him interesting Doctor Who uh nod there that's gonna be coming up soon too. Yes. <laughs> she takes him back to his uh height like when he's a student. <laughs> Uh, who's alone in the school with his books? Now, but this is this is the thing that all, all these versions I've seen. This is the thing that always uh, makes me laugh is that every time they come up to that school and he always sees his fellow his his past classmates, he's always like, "There's you know, there's Johnny Johnny." There's he like he knows all their names. I go, listen, if I went back in my past. To, would you remember any of Yes. I wouldn't know anybody. <laughs> I, don't, I, was, like, like, I would be like, oh, I remember that face or maybe the first name. Hey, there's that guy and that guy and that other guy. Every version of Scrooge is like, he, you know, he knows everybody who went to school, but still after all these years, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, well. But it's just very, no, I always no. laugh. I go, I would have no, I'd be like, mm, I vaguely <laughs> remember this. <laughs> you know, I'd be like, oh. I, I, I can get maybe? by with maybe eight or, eight or ten people, eight names. You have a face. Yeah, I mean their last names, I and I'm just, it all depends on how. I mean, I guess, I guess I was in junior high. I guess I would maybe. I'm thinking it was like he well, was it also depends on your experience, perhaps, and what yeah. the impact are of uh, they were. I mean, I'm just saying. I, I'm just I going- got a bonus. Growing up in Jersey, a lot of their names were very sing-songy and very similar, like uh, Ke- Kevin Canale and Joey Joseph Toot. And, uh, they <laughs> yeah, just, I would re- I would remember those names. <laughs> if I knew a guy named Toot, I'd probably remember that for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you got a last name like Honey, you remember anybody whose name has a la- as dual meaning. Yes, but, yeah. yes. But I would just I always just say like if I had to go back to the sixth grade and he and I went to the classroom, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I don't know. My brain cells maybe are dying, but I just don't, I just do not have a firm grasp of my sixth grade <laughs> schoolmates. So he spends the holiday alone with his books and um, and then we go to him being later in boarding school and uh, his sister. You, huh? I have to I have to interject real quick though. Uh, James, did you have you seen the Mr. Magoo Christmas Carol? Yes. Yet? Yep. I saw that one. That's okay. On that uh, the the song that the kid the child version of himself sings uh, yes, the, uh, yeah. stays with me to this day That's when I'm alone in the world. Alone, oh my god! And you're alone <sighs> in the world. So so <sighs> the guy from from Gilligan's Island is singing that. Jim Backus, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So Actually, I think well, it's a, that was younger younger the younger self. It's a kid. It's oh, a okay. kid version of Zinga. But and I think then, he, joined he's it, so moved. he joins in. He joins though. in. At yeah, the end. he joins in at the end. Gotcha. So his sister comes to get him. Uh, you know, the, the former, the ex-wife of uh, Val Kilmer comes to get him. I know him. when I saw her, I was like, oh Joanne my God, Whaley, top secret. Joanne oh my God. Whaley. Joanne Whaley. Joanne, no, 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 that's, that's not it. Joanne Whaley plays his sister. Yes. Yeah. No, and, oh no, right? we'll get to his girlfriend. Uh, so and, his- and, and the- the mid-aged. Oh, the girlfriend. Uh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of the girlfriend. Is is not yet, top, not top yet. secret girl? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just talking about the no, no, yes. no. <laughs> the the older sister who dies after giving birth to Fred. Yeah. Uh, comes against her, and pretty much we find out that his his father is very intolerant and has pretty much told him he has three days, and then he's going to ship him off to somebody. But it seems like Mr. Fizzywig is like a really nice. Fizzy yeah, like, always portrayed as a nice guy. Like he's yeah. very, so he didn't learn his miserly bitchiness from that. Um, so then he it gets engaged to Belle, who later becomes she whose breasts defy gravity. <laughs> yes. I know it's a journey. <laughs> yeah. He's sitting over there. He's sitting over there. <laughs> but the actor who plays that mid-aged uh, young Scrooge uh, was on uh, several seasons of Doctor Who. Oh, oh really? Oh, yeah, he played a character named Turlow, and I can't remember what the actor's name is for the life of me. But I uh, Turlow. Uh, <laughs> what do we, we got? Like, we got like a whole new batch of hobbits for like a sequel for like Lord of the Rings. Listen here, Toot and Turlow. Toot and Turlow. <laughs> starting their own candy factory uh so well, it's it was that was interesting to me putting it into perspective because it's 1984 and like right after he did this movie he got an ongoing five-year gig on uh dr who on tv which was yeah. eh, eh, all right That's this, not this bad. movie's lousy with uh up-and-coming british actors <laughs> yep and, uh, and an american star yes yeah yes. pretty much we get to see that he loses bell because of his love of money and his wanting to increase his finances usually it's always you found another idol a golden one that's used to be the line that's uh, used, that's usually the line that's often used gotcha uh and then it concludes with uh he she brings him to see how bell ended up and she's happy and married and and that and i don't know if it's in the book or not but i don't feel like yeah. it is uh, but she pretty much considers Scrooge a, a poor, wretched man, mm-hmm. uh, and he can't watch mm-hmm. anymore. So he's done, and he puts the ca- puts the dunce cap on top of her and returns to the. What's the snuffer? It, it snuffs out the snuff candle. out the candle, yeah. but it looks like a dunce cap. I want I guess I assume that it looks like a dunce cap because I assume that spirit is always has a light coming from its head because it's yeah. supposed to shine, you know, and a reverb yeah. to beat the band. Yeah. So then uh, at two o'clock. <laughs> We meet the equalizer, uh, Mr. Chester, ghost of Christmas present. Who is there to show him the wonders of Christmas Day? Is he on the table? Yeah. Or behind the table? That perspective is so odd that I'm like, well, I can't I can't tell. They're if just he's, trying to make him look big because he's supposed uh, to be a giant. But mm-hmm. I can't tell if he's on the table. He's only one inch taller than George C. Scott. Yeah, but I would. I, that's why when they have him walking, I always I want to know what stilts they had him walking on because he is taller. They he's taller, but he's. Yeah. I mean, they're like almost. And he seems really casual. Yeah, walking. I'm impressed. Yeah, I was impressed that it wasn't clunky and stuff. It wasn't like they have the new stilts that they have nowadays. So he's, I'm curious, he's like he's not on <laughs> on uh, skips. Little tiny. Yeah, he's not on any of those things. He's not on tiny little buckets that are strapped to it. Like Maybe, he's but, he, but he moves quick. They're walking in the snow in that scene. Yeah. And I'm impressed that he's just like, I don't see him 
being kind of you know wobbly or anything he's moving good yeah i mean he doesn't have anything around his waist because you know you see everything under that coat Um, especially when you consider there are two children under there (laughs) yeah he's standing (laughs) on the children (laughs) maybe they're his legs stupid stupid wand and ignorance (laughs) (laughs) so uh they go to bob cratchit's house and they get to see uh their modest little dinner but they're they're happy and that's all that matters and then he really just like focuses on tiny tim like mm. how much he's like, oh, he's terminal. He's dying, and asking, you know, like, does he live? And and uh, grow, goes to Christmas. It's always a whole crutch thing. He's like, uh, well, and I see an empty space at the table and a crutch where a crutch by the fireplace yeah. or something. Like, yeah, it's always like kept there in honor of Tim yeah. or something. An un, or an un uh, yeah, yeah, unclaimed. Like crutch or something yeah yeah, yeah. and uh mm-hmm. pretty much you find out that how little his wife cares for him and and the rest of the kids don't either yeah <clears throat> oh no and you know it's bad because uh the actress again a deep cut uh, british actress uh, who plays uh uh oh jeez uh superman's mom yeah oh wow <laughs> did not did not know that <laughs> this is cratchit and and uh and zorel or whatever Z- yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> then they go to visit Fred's Christmas party. And and you see Fred's pity towards his uncle. Um but it is all rooted in his mom's love for him. Mm-hmm. That yeah. for for Scrooge. And Scrooge loved her. Uh and and the spirit keeps saying notice how much he looks like her and he really hasn't even realized hadn't looked at him. Now the uh, one thing that always bothers me in these versions of Scrooge there's always a line at the beginning where he's like a, a, a year poor or a, a Merry, about Merry Christmas. It's always, it's another year, a year. And he's always like mentions about how a year poor, like, you know, it's like another year older, another year poor or something. Mm-hmm. Like that. And also they always do that Fred where he's like, Merry Christmas. And he's like, he goes, what do you have to be so miserable about? You're, he's like, what do you have to be merry about? You're poor. And then he always says, what do you have to be merry about? You're rich. You know, what do you have to be so dismal about? You're rich. They yeah. always do that line. So I always, they always do this whole thing about Fred being poor. Every single version, they go to Fred's house. Fred's- Fred always has a fucking nice pad, <laughs> big fucking dinner with a bunch of fucking people hanging around, drinks and food. I'm like, where's the poor part? Like, cause they always try to make it, cause they always do a thing too, where Scrooge always thinks that Fred's just trying to get his money, you know? Like, yeah. oh, you want, so yeah, yeah, if you went to Fred's and it was a one room apartment, like the honeymooners and he, maybe he's like, maybe he's going to be like, Alice, we need to fucking get my uncle to give me some fucking money. But Fred's hooked up every time. I'm like, Fred is hooked up all the time. I never understand this whole thing about Fred being poor. Cause he, Fred ain't poor. he ain't poor in any version I've seen. Fred has got a at, nice. At best he's, he's upper middle class. Yes. Exactly. Best. But it's worse. so, it's just at so worse. weird that they yeah. always try to try to they always try to label it as if he's poor and you know and like i'd be happy too i was moderately okay i may not be as rich as Scrooge, but yeah i'm married merry christmas I'm you're not walking. you're not going he, to the poor house yeah, yeah i got people coming over to play he's, some games he's got somebody that answers the door for him for yeah. god's sake oh yeah that's right yeah it's ridiculous it's ridiculous fred needs to be brought down a peg I'm, I'm, we need to do a new version where fred is <laughs> We need, honeymoon. we need to do the honeymoon. We need the honeymoon. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Him and his wife are playing games with, you know, <laughs> with Trixie. Well, that's with, yeah, well, Norton. that's what they did with in Scrooged. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. At least he just like, like a moderate, he, like, he had a it was mid-range just, apartment. Yeah. 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 But every other time you see these, because you're like, that's houses. Those are, that's a nice house. 
Yeah. Anyway, sorry they were about nicely dressed. Sorry about the rant. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> that always just every version I've seen it just pissed me off every time I've seen it. Like, what is the deal with Fred's house? Uh, and then we go to we see like a random desolate street in a family where they're uh, like huddled around a fire and uh, trying to get food and considering taking them to the poor house. Um, and pretty much the the ghost of the present Christmas present brings up his. Uh, workhouse and prison comment again uh yeah, he uses a surplus so yeah he, and that's at the crouches surf, yeah but no is that the crouches or is it oh no i thought a, it was it, it is this one yes yeah, this one yeah he, and then he always is and this one i want to bring up the fact of, on the performance of um the ghost what, what's the name again edward woodward edward woodward um edward woodward. i want to say like woodward. his performance is exactly he is exactly like scrooges in a way because they're mm. both very kind of direct they're not over, again, he's not over the top because a lot of that times that role is very whoa, yeah. and he's also very jolly through most of it. And then he kind of does the mm. yeah. then, he'll, then he'll throw that he'll get he'll get melancholy for I see there's a crutch at the tiny he'll do the tiny Tim thing and then he'll do the surplus population mm. where he'll get serious. But most of the time that character is very bo- uh, very yeah. vibrant and loud. And even like before they get to the crutches, he's just very di- he's as direct as Scrooge's. He's like an opposite version of Scrooge yeah. where he's like I have he, and he's and then he gets real cutting. With that line about the surplus operation, and then he and Scrooge like you use my words against me, but even still, it's almost they're equals. I when I look at that scene, both yeah. characters are almost played like equals from looking at Christmas from a different perspective, or the people that celebrate Christmas. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. I always I just find them to be. I thought they were just a very good chemistry, and again another and then again more grounded performance from the Ghost of Christmas Present. What I couldn't get it's taking a couple steps back, and we kind of mentioned it before, but what was the whole comment about the brothers? I have eighteen hundred. Oh, I have eighteen hundred well, brothers. He should have eighteen hundred, eighteen hundred and forty-seven brothers is what he should have. Because if you count Christmas from zero year to eighteen forty-seven, because oh. every every year as a brother is born, every right. Christmas he's the one spirit. He only lives a day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's what. Got 18, it. So it's usually it's eighteen hundred and forty-seven brothers. He usually say, Got but it. sometimes they'll cut it short and be like, I oh, about over eighteen. I'll just <laughs> it's, it, it varies. Uh, yeah. So I don't know what it is in the book. He rounded down. But yeah, but it's supposed okay. to be that every year a brother, one of his brothers, were born every year for Christmas uh, Day, and they all die at the end of the night. By the end uh, of the night, they die. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so and underneath his robe, he then shows. The two, like, weird, I didn't get this part, but ignorance and want, the kids. You didn't get this part. This is an amazing part of the story. It, well, I mean, I get it, but I just was like, how long have they been in hey, How do you like my, how do you like my crotch children? They're, they're, they're not real. They're, they represent something. I just know there's a lot of people that would probably like that coat to sneak kids into theme parks. Would you like to buy it? <laughs> We're going to Disney today. Get under the coat, kids. Get under the coat. Hey, who's under there? It's wanted ignorance. Oh, yeah, yeah. They wanted to get in the park. They were ignorant that they had to pay money. <laughs> wanted ignorance. We're going to go get a ticket now. How much are those tickets for kids under 10? Okay, <laughs> uh, but I, but that, I, this really is like the, the real message that like dickens was trying to get yeah and i love that he does ignorance as like that's the one you got to watch out for because that's going to be the downfall of mankind is ignorance Mm -hmm. and and you Mm -hmm. think when you think of it from in modern times right now about ignorance without getting political i'm just saying there's a Mm -hmm. lot of like people get all kinds of weird information there's no more consensus of what is true or not or what is fact what's fiction this is oan and and this is fox (laughs) so i'm just saying it 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 is the downfall ignorance 
is a downfall yeah. to not, yeah, a, 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 and just education even. Even if you look at why the poor are poor, is they're uneducated. That they, they So yeah, if they do, yeah. so even if you do want to go get all deep and say, well, they believe in some cockamamie idea of this or that that somebody's spewing, it's because they didn't go to school. They never mm-hmm. educated. So they have someone tells them that looks educated. This is what the fact is. Okay, because I don't need to look any further because my ig- mm-hmm. the ignorance is keeping you. So it's such a great, part of this of the Scrooge story of this part is mm-hmm. it's just such a, a a warning and this is coming from 1847 like yeah. hey people no a lack of education is what's going to bring down mankind and you see it today yeah. <laughs> more than ever yeah. and want of course yeah, is want creepy. want is like something that's just cra- you know but want won't destroy you as bad because everyone's going to want everyone's in a position of but it's good you but know the, the want comes from uh deprivation so it's yeah. good. that's if you're if something's right there and yet you're wanting for it yeah. then it's yeah that's, that's that, why that's, the ignorance is the, so important it's so great really great mm-hmm. yeah and then uh pretty much he leaves them where he is so for once he doesn't take him back to his home <clears throat> he just leaves him there in the sewers or wherever he is uh, and then we see the ghost of Christmas yet to come. I have to say that pretty much every version of the go- the ghost of Christmas future or ghost of Christmas yet to come always freaks me out. <laughs> always freaks me out. Mm. Uh, the Muppet one does definitely. Even uh, mm. even Black Pete and the Mupp- Mickey one. <laughs> well, you're Ebenezer. <laughs> he creeped me out. Um, <laughs> but uh, the one thing about the sword thing, I think the reason why they chose this this part of abandoning him and in the source is I want to think it feels almost like, cause there's no, I want to say that it leaves Scrooge more vulnerable at yeah. that moment, as opposed to the other times where he goes back to his bed and he's like, Oh, I'm back on my bed. It's a ghost. And it's just same old thing. Yeah. I think in this one, I think they kind of chose to do this abandoning him because it feels almost like what he did to the people. He abandoned, yeah. he abandons people. It's, it just really was a way of knocking him down. Yeah. Cause even when he kind of begs, like, I don't know, where I'm at. Why you can't just leave me here. And it was just sort of was like, I'm leaving you. I can say no to you. Like you said, no to to all all the people people. in your life. So I just found it was a really interesting choice to really leave Scrooge that vulnerable in that particular setting. So I thought that was kind of a cool twist. Uh, So we we pretty much got the silent cloaked shadow with, with the instrumental that like, yeah, that, that shriek. Yeah. It was like the shriek. It was like either a violin, like getting pulled across. I don't know. Uh, but it is See, very haunting. just so damn inconsistent. Whoever did the the whoever the the cinematographer was for this, director of photography and uh, the director of music uh, were on fucking crack or something because it's just <laughs> un inconsistent as hell. And dra- uh, there are so many things. That I was like, this this scene would have been more powerful if you didn't tell me what I should be feeling by blaring music at me. Yeah. This would be so much better if. Why is the scene squared up? Because you like the architecture? I really need to see that? No. God damn it. Get it together. <laughs> they hit as often as they miss, left, right, and center. I mean, and but because that sting, that's very powerful. It's great. But if it had been preceded with plenty of silence, it would have been even better. But Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So he pretty much shows Scrooge what would happen uh, the next Christmas if he doesn't repent. Uh, they witness the businessmen talking about like you know they don't know you know they'd only go to the funeral if there was lunch mm-hmm. um it doesn't even mm. feel like he has a funeral it feels like they just stick him on the bed and cover yeah. him and bury him um and then shows that uh several of his possessions have been stolen and hawked mm-hmm. 
uh, given, by old Joe. By old Joe. Old who Joe get, buys all <laughs> everyone's crap. Doesn't give much for him either. Uh, old then, Joe was like, yeah, he was like the eBay of. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, He's a Craigslist. Yeah, Craigslist yeah, exactly. Craigslist. What do you got? Oh, okay, okay. Eh, I'll, I'll take this crap. <laughs> I will say that they did the thing about the bed curtains. It always happens. But watching all these uh, Dick, these this Christmas Carol, I want to say I, I am, and I do really want to have bed curtains. <laughs> like bed curtains really <laughs> looks very cool. Yeah. I'm like, I kind of want bed curtain. That's kind of a cool thing. I don't know because he got real close to him with that that candle a couple times. I'm like, oh, there's no <laughs> thing perfect back in 1847. <laughs> But yeah, I, I was I, I made me longing for bed curtains again. I was like, man, you know what? That bed curtain, this damn sun, the damn yeah. sun is shining. Ah, let's just have bed curtains, man. Just <laughs> chill in there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Nothing says opulence in that you've made it. Like bed curtains. Having, yeah, uh, you know what? I I'm tired of looking at the rest of my bedroom. I'll be in here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have my own bed fort, just like I had when I was a kid. Yeah, I have to say, I, I as as a, a girl, I had a canopy bed. Oh, okay. And I would actually pin it, pin like big sheets, sheets to the sides. Mm. See, I had bed curtains. That's just a- not all the time. Just like when I felt like like camping, I, I'm just but saying, not camping. I'm just saying, yeah. Bed curtains <laughs> should be a thing. That should be a 2021 new thing. I'm just saying. Trent, Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Find an influencer. Tell them they need to get bed curtains. I'm just saying, you know, by 2025, hopefully this COVID thing's over, you'll have tons of face masks laying around. Make a make nice, a, make, make, yeah, a, make bed make curtains. Make a quilt. <laughs> make a face. Well, one of the reasons, that, if anything, COVID should bring the, help bring them back because one of the reasons that it became so popular was that it was uh, gen- generally believed that it would help keep uh, creeping plague type diseases yep. out while you slept. Yep. <laughs> That's why you had three bolts on the door to keep the plague things out. But also, I, but also, I look. I, I assume they also kept you warm. I assumed it also gave you like a probably. The, way, oh, yeah, the there was a draft or anything. So I think it was like block out the sun. It was also to kind of keep you kind of warm. They're like tapestry. They're yeah, they're like thin. tapestries. Anyways. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so ranting. We, we find no, out that... Hey, this is important. Decor is important. Yes. If anything about Christmas it needs to be put across, it's proper decor. <laughs> Bed curtains. All right. So uh, we find out that Tiny Tim has died and his family's mourning him, which actually really affects Scrooge for once. Um, and, this is, and this is where I think... Um, this is where like the Bob Cratchit is really is given a lot more to do than other ones I've seen. Like David Warner's performance is so awesome in this one. Not only that, but most of them are always like tiny Tim's dead and everyone's all devastated as if the other kids don't fucking matter. I want to say in this scene, it was was great. It was great to see him sit with the girl and talk about the children and how life is good. It's just, I just thought it was an awesome spin uh, and in a great performance by him. He realizes he has other kids. Yeah. He really was like a, a, he really was like a heart to the, to yeah, because every other version is very like, oh my god, Tiny Tim. And other kids are like, what are we? Chop meat? You're like, yeah, well, yeah, kind of. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, we didn't really Off to the mill with you, children. <laughs> Sorry, go. <laughs> so I will say, I I really love that they kind of gave Cratchit a really because there's some of the book is in there, some of the lines that I always hear, but they really did give him that nice scene where he sits down with the kids and yeah, and he delivers a great performance. And then we end at the cemetery where. Scrooge learns that he indeed was the man uh, under the shroud and uh, he, he sees his own tombstone. That's another iconic scene in probably every oh, yeah. single one where he realizes that he's going to die 
and he hasn't done anything good with his life. Uh, and he, it ends with him collapsing on his tombstone. He wakes up the next morning and he realizes that this all took place in one night and he's going to make amends to it. Yay. See, and right there, <laughs> I have to make a point of that. It was a very quick transition of him uh, playing his anguish over his own grave to wake up to to just flash over to him being at his own bedside. And it's framed perfectly. It's like, oh, look, the fucking curtains are still there. <laughs> They're the exact same curtains from before in case you want to check continuity. Because look at that. Why? Do, oh, let me get a good shot of him with those perfect curtains still in place. <laughs> Keeping away the, the viruses. Uh, and, uh, so he's so happy. He goes to, um, surprise Bob's family with a turkey dinner, ventures out with the charity workers and makes up with all the people he pissed off. Uh, why do you think it's a turkey dinner? Because I don't know, because there's a goose there. Well, goose was cheap. Turkey was exotic because turkey's not, Uh, turkeys aren't from England. uh, And turkey's American baby. American, but also there was a, can you want me to get in the history of turkeys? Okay. <laughs> okay, turkeys. Because again, this, is, so, this is something, this is something, again, I, I was like, well, I knew turkeys weren't indigenous to England. So, but they were like a, a type of bird that were brought in from, from Turkey, from the Middle East. Ah. And when they came to America, they assumed a turkey was the same thing as the birds that the Middle Eastern, there's another type of bird. I forgot that. I don't know. Um, so they were like, oh, that's just like the, 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 the birds and that come the poultry that comes from, from the Turkey. Middle East from Turkey. That must right. be a Turkey. And then they call it a Turkey. So now if you look at 1847, you're looking at like turkeys were kind of brought over um. from. And so that's why that's exotic. Goose are everywhere. The goose are in, in Christmas always, goose. I always remember it being a Christmas goose, though. It's a turkey. It's no, all, no, no. But I mean, oh, like the tradition. when it, you said it was a turkey, Jesus. it's actually a goose. Traditionally, because you're because you grew up in America. Yeah. But in England, it's it's a turk, it's a it's a goose, oh. and at the same time, goo- and goo- the goose were actually are they're plentiful there. So it's like okay, yeah. we'll grab a, it's like a chicken. Oh, we'll grab a chicken, we'll grab a goose. But the turkey is like, oh my god, that's like imported. <laughs> that's like you know, so that's why it's sort of like, oh my god, a turkey. So then he shows up at Fred's house and you know apologizes for everything he said about Christmas and meets his wife and. Pretty much cheats and tells her exactly what she should be saying the next night at the chair at, at, at the game. Yeah, he cheats. He like he's cheats. like Back to the Future. He like goes in and changes the odds. Like <laughs> somebody totally, says, tight as he totally sport. You say a drum. Tight as that's always just like oh that just opens me up. I know, I know. Well, it's a, it's partially a cheat, but it's also partially correcting her because uh, he he's trying to re uh, assert his because. Pu- uh, the the thing she corrects around it's not tight as Mr. Scrooge's purse anymore. It's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't want it. Doesn't want him to be. <laughs> he wants to change her opinion of him tight as a because of his spiritual That's reformation. Uh, so the next day, I, I, can, we, can we just talk about how boring uh, parties must have been? Back? Oh. oh God, play, <laughs> sit there and play that game. Yes. I've been like, get me the hell out it, of here. I wouldn't want to go to this damn thing. You have to stand behind your chair. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Not stand behind my chair. I spy with my little eyes something tapestry. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> the whole damn room is tapestry. Also, also, the also, wall. Yes, you win. Also, it was very Im- it was very improv. It was very like whose line is anyway? <laughs> it's tight as a sphincter. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's like what? Like okay. Like, okay you go, yes, like, what's uh, the correct answer? Like you know, yeah. It's like just saying it modest as. Mr. Scrooge, because he only wears, yeah, he, he, he wears, 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 wears his entire outfit, this he, entire movie. He, 
even wore <laughs> shoes. Uh, so uh, the next day, Cratchit is 18 minutes late. Mm-mm-mm. 18 and a half minutes late. Mm-mm-mm. And Scrooge pretty much... He had turkey poisoning. He had turkey poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> he was allergic to turkey. You would have thought. They don't put that in the story. He pretty much doubles his salary, promises to help the family in any way possible, and Tim will walk again. Well, he is walking, just not well, so, okay. He makes, like, he makes like a steampunk little legs for him or something. <laughs> 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 little pistons. Uh, so, in the end, there was a voiceover saying Scrooge did everything he promised and, and even Comes becomes like father. a second father, father for Tim, Tim, who survives and who did not die. <laughs> I, is it like that in most of yeah. it? Or is it and little who Tim, who did not die. <laughs> it was like, okay. Um, and a changed man, now Scrooge treats everyone with kindness, generosity, compassion, blah, blah, blah. And went bankrupt. And went bankrupt. <laughs> Within the first, uh, before the end of the next year. Yeah. But, yes. But yeah, by his 10th Christmas, he was like, I'm bankrupt. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> who can I live with? He's back in that Fred, sore. Can he's, I live he's with back you? in that sore. I remember this place. Uh, so a <laughs> little bit of trivia. There's not a lot, but the, um, Scrooge's headstone prop can still be visited. In the town where it was filmed, in Shrewsbury, in St. Yeah. Chad's Churchyard. That's cool. I'd go see that if I was there. The production team found My biggest the... surprise there is that there's a St. Chad. St. Chad. <laughs> like he's a surfing saint. <laughs> I just picture him with like a sweater tied around his neck. <laughs> Dude. Dude, I'm St. Chad. So Chad. Blessed be you. <laughs> uh, uh, the production team found it. And it was blank, and they got permission to inscribe it, and they left it in place, and it's still in place today. Mm, cool. Uh, yeah. Char- George C. Scott is actually buried there. Yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of Shrewsbury, more than seven hundred or four hundred fifty people. Shrewsbury tastes like Shrewsberries. Snozberry tastes like Snozberries. They were used as extras. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. <laughs> they were used in. In uh in the film as extras, so you know they were actually waiting for somebody. Oh, main character, let's make a noise. Um, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah you're right. It's like the local best TV movie. <laughs> <laughs> so Charles Dickens actually took the term Scrooge from an archaic English word meaning to squeeze. Hmm. Yeah. That just sounds cool. Um, yeah. Well, the, uh, the, the the names are very evocative of that in a, yeah. a fable-like way. It's like, hey, look at that. The guy's name is Cratchit, and little and Tiny Tim is on a crutch. Got it. Thanks for driving that one home. <laughs> Tim Appreciate Crutch. it, Chuck. Tim, Tim, Tim Crutchit. Crutchit. <laughs> yeah. Th- a little too much on the nose. Ah, All right, we'll change Cratchit, it to Cratchit on a crutch. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'll be saying for the rest of this holiday season. Yes. Ah, Cratchit on the Dickens. So uh, the scene in the Cratchit house were filmed in a wine merchant's, which is still there. Mm. The building next door was a car garage. And uh, that scene where Scrooge finds out about uh, Tiny Tim's death had to be reshot because there was an extractor fan that was turned on and they couldn't Dude. hear the actor's speech. So they had to re- redo it. Uh, we kind of talked a little bit about Humbug. Humbug, I didn't know until I had read this. It's misunderstood. Everybody uses it with Scrooge. But actually, mm-hmm. Humbug describes, quote, deceitful efforts to fool people by pretending to be a fake loftiness or false sincerity. So when Cratchit... Joel Osteen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Humbug. 
So when Scrooge calls Christmas a humbug, he's claiming that people only <laughs> pretend to have charity and kindness to delude themselves mm-hmm. and each other. So he's the only one that is honest enough to admit that this is bullshit. Which is what I was uh, illustrating yeah. by his choices of that. It's all he's the smartest guy in the room. Yep. Uh, he, he's figured it all out, allegedly, because he's just leaned into his lonely existence and doesn't really. Uh, he just figures everybody else is a, a rube or an idiot. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently a humbug is an actual bug in the Rankin and Bass yeah. world. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> because in the, in, in, yes. in the stingiest man in town version of Christmas Carol, the Rankin yes. and Bass animated film with uh-huh. Walter Matthau, a humbug follows the journey of Scrooge and it, it's vo- voiced and by Tom I, Bosley, that, no! that great voice yes. actor. <laughs> One of the greatest voice actors of our time, Tom Bosley. <laughs> I'm a humbug. He's nice like, to see. Oh my God, I already hate this version of Christmas Girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's really not great. Were yeah. there any of them you had to forward through? Like, I can't watch this. No, I watched everyone. Oh, damn. I maybe checked my phone once or twice on the, the Ebby and the, yeah, oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the, yeah. Uh, so when Marley <laughs> removes the cloth around his head, I'd never really realized what that was for, that when you die, yeah. you have no control of your jaw muscles, so, well, because you don't need to, you're dead. But um, when you untie it, that's when his uh, his mouth pops up. That was kind of cool. I didn't even, I'd never thought of that. Yeah, that's where they always have that on Marley. Uh, Charles Dickens actually lost the rights to A Christmas Carol in a lawsuit uh, by a bunch of imposters that said that it was theirs. So he wrote Bleak House as a, a counter to talk about corruption in the English courts. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was the reading of A Christmas Carol at Birmingham Town Hall that actually started his career in public speaking of presenting his his uh, his stories. Yes, he, he went around and read the book. The There was a scene in the Market Square in Shrewsbury that had to be reset, reshot after a polystyrene cup blew across the set. <laughs> It didn't work. It, nobody had to stop Game of Thrones. Why do that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Clive Donner, who was the director, was actually a film editor on the 1951 version of A Christmas Carol. Oh, cool! So Good he person. has a he has a deep history with this with this story. Oh, did you see the American Christmas Carol with? I did see American, American Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol yep. I did see the one with, with uh, Henry Winkler yep. tying it together with the Tom Bosley. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> That's where he says, hey, humbug. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's interesting that actually Campbell Scott, who is George C. Scott's son, has has also played Scrooge. Mm. Where did he play Scrooge at? I don't know. I have not seen that it said that he had been- Like on stage maybe? Because I know there's a lot of- Probably. A lot of like traditional yearly. And, and, And in California, this is just another weird tidbit, but- in California, they, I want to say like in Anaheim, maybe Orange County, one of the playhouses there, they did uh-huh. Christmas Carol every year. And the guy who did Christmas Carol uh, for like 20 years, 25 years at that playhouse, he recently retired. So I read this article, guy retires from playing Scrooge after 25 years. He's actually the actor that plays uh, Ted's dad in Bill and Ted. What? Yeah. And so oh, it, was cool yes. to see, it was cool to see him in back, you know, um, uh, face the music but he was actually i guess for 25 years he was the scrooge that performed scrooge for 25 years and wow. it was because they're like oh he was in movies like bill and ted but bill joined like, what <laughs> as i read it i was like oh my god it's 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 his dad oh man it's, it's ted's dad <laughs> played apparently, scrooge. apparently he was uh campbell scott was in 
a version at the Old Vic. Okay, so that yeah. came to to Broadway for just a okay. week for an eight week run um, in in twenty seventeen. Oh, cool. Yeah, so <laughs> it was kind of cool that that he's played a role that his uh, and actually uh, other person that was in it, Andrea Martin ah. from SCTV. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's that's pretty cool. So I know they I know they had like because it's another movie I saw. But the, there's Christmas Carol, the musical with Alan Menken did the music. Ah. And that one, they know they they would do that yearly at in New York. Mm-hmm. That would be like their yearly. I know they've done the thing where like for five years it was the Grinch musical and then five years it was Christmas Carol. I know they've kind of done a thing where it becomes like a New York tradition. So I yeah. know there's that version too that ran. And then they did the TV movie a few years later. So that's all I have for uh, trivia and stuff. So uh, yeah. are we ready to rank this? Sure. Um, yeah. Okay, so we'll rank it uh, based on when we saw it the first time, which is apparently very forgettable. Yeah, for we're gonna be, I'm going to be very like... Let's just go to now. I was like my fourth... I'd be like, uh, two? It didn't have, it didn't have lasers, it didn't have yeah. lights. I was like, can I just watch the holiday special? Just I was holiday special? I was being graded, so I won. And I watched the stupid thing. I really wanted to watch Alf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too bad there's not an Alf Christmas Carol. <laughs> Uh, I know. I would have watched that. You would have watched it. Hey, really? Oh, it's not too late. You're going to be visited by three ghosts. One of them's going to make sure you don't look at those dirty pictures. Okay. <laughs> hey, Willie, in the future, you're going to smoke crack with a homeless guy. <laughs> <laughs> you might. Hey, Willie, somebody's Willie might find their way in your mouth in the future. <laughs> Change your ways. <laughs> have you seen those pictures? No, the, he was he was caught smoking crack and oh having God. like gay sex and like uh yeah the dad the dad from oh. Alf the dad, the dad, yeah yes. the dad from Alf yeah he had it he I was hoping not the puppet no, no he's clean he's oh well no he's been very open about but no the actual uh, there's like uh, there's like pictures of of him like, okay, of him like smoking crack and then he's with a he looks like apparently a homeless guy oh. and they have uh, oral sex yes. <laughs> Who was yes. taking pictures? <laughs> hey, if I saw that, I'd be like, hey, isn't that the dad from Alf? Oh my God, get the camera. <laughs> I, go, I want to remember this. <laughs> look it up. You'll look it up. Welcome just, to New York. Type it up. Look at that. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. Okay. So, uh, honey. Yes. What is your rating on this Christmas show? Uh, I'm gonna have to say, um, uh, what's what's the scale again? One, one to five. five. Uh, I'm gonna give it a three, hmm. a solid three. Okay. Uh, based entirely on uh, the performances given. Okay. I don't know that it. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's. Uh, I mean, I don't know that it necessarily needs to hold up in the sense that it's set in 1847 so it's like <laughs> well there's oh, there's man. enough again it's that's why i'm giving it right in the middle because it, it, man it's uh it tries really hard but it just doesn't uh it doesn't don't it doesn't cross the finish line gotcha. it's got all all the elements of uh uh uh, the, the locale and feel and uh, the performances and uh, but then it, it just doesn't coalesce as a film yes Okay, uh, James, what is yours? Hmm. Definitely would have given it a two back in the day, like I said. Mm, I'm teetering. 
Oh, I should say in the first, I, I give it a one from the beginning because I, yeah, I would have given it a two. I would have given it a two. I think all of it would be low. I think I would still give it a two in the sense that I, I remember I, I did like uh, George C. E. Scott even back then. I was like, oh, that dude's Patton. Yeah. Patton. Um, I'm teetering. And that guy from the Hindenburg. <laughs> <laughs> of course, later he's like, oh, that's the guy from Firestarter. He's like, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's not, that's not a Native American <laughs> that's in Firestarter. <laughs> yes. It was yeah. It, it, flawless. Yeah, flawless. totally Native American. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Um, Him and Fisher Stevens. <laughs> Put them there again. Um, uh, just because I've seen so many Scrooges. So it's also at the same time, I'm kind of like trying to put it where it would fall. Uh, I got to give it, a, I got to give it a three. Yeah. Okay. I probably, this is one that I probably wouldn't get into my necessarily my, you know, annual Christmas rotation. Yeah. There, there have been a couple of versions I've seen this year where I'm like, I probably would watch that again next year when it, when Christmas comes around. Um, but this right. one I don't think would pop in there. I, pre- mm-hmm. I love the perform again. I, 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 and again, it's, I'm with, I'm with the honey where it's like, it's about the performances. I really love George C. E. Scott. I think mm-hmm. it's a real unique, unique take on, on Scrooge. Very original. And I love Cratchit in this. And uh, I think maybe just being a TV movie and trying to be real traditional because it yeah. was, because I want to say also it was trying to, it was, uh, it did try to connect it with yeah. uh, schools and stuff and try to give you Dickens as traditional as you can. Yeah. So maybe that kind of makes it suffer a little bit. And um, so yeah, but I give it a three. It's still a good watch. If you've never seen it, it's really, it's really good. Yeah. I just, I wouldn't put it with my Christmas rotation, like other, other no. uh, Christmas carols that I've seen. Um. I am actually not a big fan of A Christmas Carol in general. <laughs> uh, we had to read a bunch. We had to read uh, Great Expectations and some other stuff. And of course, Oliver Twist Oliver Twist, and Scrooge. Mm. I mean, Christmas Carol. Um, so I would have to say it, of, of, my, of the Dickens ilk, it's not my favorite. Um, but... Uh, I do have to agree. the The performances are pretty solid. I didn't. I only fell asleep once during watching it. <laughs> and you were visited by three ghosts. I was visited by three no. ghosts. I said, "Wake the fuck up and watch the rest of this. You got to talk about it." Um, so I stop would, picking. Stop picking out what you want for your bed curtains. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Piggy sheets do not count. Um, <laughs> so I would have to say yes. I think it. I think it is a solid three, and that averages out to. Oh, three. Uh, so uh, wait, that, let's get the calculator. That, oh, don't do math. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be sure about this. Three divided by three is this one. year is a, if anything, it's about accurate counting. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I think it really does. I, I agree. It's a good solid one of the. It's one of the better. You know, it's a sol- It's a solid Christmas story yeah. or Christmas Carol. If you have to watch, if you have to watch a Christmas Carol, and that's the only one you have available. And it's good. you have a test on it tomorrow. Yes. This yeah. is the good one. <laughs> yes, yeah, it is. If you are being academically challenged regarding uh, A Christmas Carol, this is a good one instead of reading the cliff notes. Yeah. Uh, so just offhand, what what are each of our top versions of this story? <laughs> Let me get my list. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Again, I have 42. No lie. Versions. He does have a loosely have piece a loose of paper. paper. Which is well worn. Yes, I had a much over. like. I mean, I even <laughs> saw the Xena Christmas Carol. Okay, it was called Solstice Carol. Yeah, with Xena. Yes, it was. I've seen. I've seen a lot. I've seen the real Ghostbusters cartoon version of Christmas yeah. Carol. Yeah. 
Yeah, God, man, you're a, you are a devotee. I saw the Fred Sanford one. I saw the Family Ties one, which was called A Keaton Christmas Carol. So I kind of dug Ooh. that one. <laughs> of course you did. Was Tom Hanks in it? No, he wasn't. Damn. The drunk brother wasn't in there. But are you our top, uh, our top I, uh, Christmas like Three, yeah. maybe three, four? Yeah, we're well, like top two. Okay. Top two. So uh, I, my, that's easy. That's easy for me. Okay. Uh, it's the 1938 version and uh, Scrooged. Okay. Ooh, 38 version, huh? All right. <laughs> you remember that one? <laughs> I, I the 38 version's bizarre. You, yes. That's, that's that why one. I like it. That one's because that, that's the one where the guy actually looks like Uncle Scrooge. Like the hair is all toughed out. He even has yeah. like, yeah. And then the one that makes me laugh on that one is like the tiny Tim looks at the goose and he goes, they go, oh, look at the goose. And he goes, I want to stroke it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, what is that? He, he gets all embarrassed because everyone laughs at him. He goes, oh, I want to stroke it. And, the, and they all ha ha. And they laugh at tiny Tim. And he's like, oh. And he feels like he did something bad. And you're like, I even, I took that little scene and put it like on my Facebook. Like, what? I love those famous words that tiny Tim said in Christmas Carol. I want it. I like to stroke it. Okay, cool. You stroke that goose, tiny Tim. I thought that one was yep. very. I, that was a good. That was like a three. Also used in the Elf version. Oh, they used the thirty. I want to stroke it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm surprised they don't use Scrooge the thirty five version because that one's like public domain. That one pops up on a lot of Christmas. A lot of times, it's kind of like yeah. uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Anytime they do yeah. a cut where they're like Christmas Carol, and then it's like, oh, it's the thirty five because that one is in public domain. Gotcha. It's been colorized and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Cool. Thirty-eight. Okay, that's interesting. Pick. All right, James. What are your two? T- okay, I don't know if I have two. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me go because you're climaxing. Okay. <laughs> I'm climaxing. You, you, you are our. You are <laughs> you our. While he has been stroking it. Yeah. I'll, yes. give you, I'll give you a quick rundown when you're done. Okay. Uh, my top would be. <sighs> I want to put Muppets up there, but Robin's in it, so I don't know. Uh, definitely Scrooged. <laughs> Robin's. I fucking hate Robin. Mm-hmm. Robin is my piglet. Um, so I, I, I love Scrooged beyond anything. I love Scrooged. I just, ah, so many things I love about that movie. Um, yeah, I guess I would have to put Muppets Christmas Carol because, because of Michael Caine and everything else. And I fast oh. forward through, yeah, through Robin. Oh yeah. Muppets there it Christmas. is. I go, I hold my ears and go, la 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 la. Okay. He's done talking. <laughs> If I just pick a handful, I, again, I kind of do it more. I'm going to do it more in the line of what will go into my Christmas movie rotation. If you uh-huh. like, yeah, so, so yes, yeah, Scrooge is definitely on the list. Mm-hmm. Muppets Christmas Carol. That yeah. music is amazing. Yeah, that Paul Paul Williams music, fantastic. Uh, the only ones I would probably add, as I and I'd never seen this one before, was Scrooge from 1970 with Albert Finney. I actually really yeah. dug it, even though some people don't like it. But uh-huh. it's a musical version. I dug that one. Thought that was good and. Um, I like the Alistair Sims, the nineteen fifty uh, one or fifty two version. Uh-huh. I thought that was pretty good for an old black and white. If I was going to pick a black and white one, that would be my choice as a okay. black and white one. Uh, the other one would be hmm, Muppets, uh, and I really like the Disney's Christmas Carol because it was done by uh, Robert Zemeckis with Jim Carrey. Oh, okay. I really was. I was. I really liked some of the visuals on that when it comes to the animation. And I thought I, I, I thought it was seeing that it was I really and it's on Disney Plus so you guys listen to it. I really thought it was pretty classic I thought I didn't it didn't go into Grinch territory too much um, it, the only thing that maybe was they kind of did the trick where three actors kind of do the majority of the roles you see mm. Jim Carrey as every ghost and you know and it's kind of cool but at the same time I think it would have helped to kind of have different actors play yeah. these characters but I just thought the visuals were incredible love that one and then I guess I would go with. Um, I guess that's, that's. I guess those are the ones, and I like Patrick Stewart one's good. 
Oh, oh, there's one more, that, and it's a short one that you can find on YouTube. It's Christmas Carol 1971. It's an animated version of Christmas Carol. Okay. And Alistair Sims does the voice of Scrooge. He comes back to do the voice of Scrooge. It's mm-hmm. like 20 years later oh. since he was in the movie. Uh, the animation looks exactly like an illustration. It's very creepy. It's very edited and chopped Ooh. up, so it's a real condensed version of Christmas yeah. Carol. But the visuals- Are we talking like Last Unicorn kind of animation? No, no, no. I'm talking like real sketchy. And this is my thing because it's Roger Rabbit. I have two Roger Rabbits. Zemeckis directed uh, <laughs> Disney's Christmas. This one is directed by Richard Williams, who was the animation director for Roger Rabbit. Uh-huh. And so this is his own little company that had in England that he did this version. It is super creepy because it's the way the animation is. Yeah. You've never seen anything like it. It actually won an Oscar. It was a TV special hmm. in 1970. It won an Oscar uh, for Best Animated Short. But then they changed the rules because then that's from now on uh, the animated shorts had to be shown in a theater. Uh, uh, this was this was a TV though, so it did, but it didn't win an Oscar for just being a TV special. Huh. It's on YouTube. It's like 25, 20 minutes, twenty two minutes. Yeah, really great version. So nice. those, those would be my recommendations. Yeah, Muppet Scrooged, cool fifty one, uh, Disney's Christmas Carol, Scrooge nineteen seventy, and then seventy one animated. Cool. Well, and definitely check out the thirty-five. To, yeah, the, so yeah. you have a, a, so you have a baseline to judge all the other on. <laughs> <laughs> and you can say, I don't, I want to stroke it. <laughs> I want to stroke it. <laughs> well, let us know. Uh, this is our last episode before Christmas, so Merry Christmas, Happy Merry Holidays, Christmas. Merry Christmas, and uh, season's and- greetings. Okay. Yes, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Yes, let us know your favorite Christmas Carol version check us out on facebook and uh if you'd like to help us with our our endeavors please feel free to contribute to patreon it's uh patreon.com slash neozaz and uh as always thank you gentlemen merry christmas merry christmas yes donate to patreon or else three ghosts will visit you yes and they'll all say willie yeah they will Uh, all right oh Oh, jesus You'll be visited by three elves and one willy. Three elves and one willy, yes. (laughs) So, uh, Merry Christmas and thanks for listening. Merry Christmas. I'd like to stroke it. (laughs) (laughs) I really want to see that elf version. (laughs) No, it doesn't exist, but in my head, it would. Oh, boy. I hate people. (laughs) (laughs) What an awesome song. (laughs) 